Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Post, all the way from beautiful, lovely, uh, non-torrential rain, Florida. Yay! Just a little humidity and some mosquitoes that love to bite me everywhere. And I do mean everywhere. Oh, I am. I am. A, <laughs> I'm a buffet or a buffet. Oh, I'm I a am. buffet for these freaking little things. I'm telling you, my friends were here visiting from California. And one of them said, oh, yeah, I never get bitten as long as I'm around my partner. <laughs> they were both here. And I said, well, I, that's who I am. Then we all go out. Guess who's the one that got bit? Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. There's no need for bug spray if I'm around. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna add to that. <laughs> I have tried everything. Um, by the way, I've just as a quick aside, I have finally <laughs> settled on their like Centronella scented. They've got like, you know, the candles. Yes, yes the wristbands. It's, it's, it's a wristband. So I finally settled on those. Good I am a you. big believer, by the way, in the bug bite thing. We have no affiliation with them. Oh, but yes. after the fact, after you've been bitten, these after things bit, after bite. suck the, the venom out of you. Um, but in the meantime, I have experimented with everything. I will not go into the products because of what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I, I found one that was as close to a guarantee of no bug bites as you could get. Oh. Um, and I will tell you, I wound up getting it. It's like a little paste or salve that you put on your skin okay and it smells so bad that not <laughs> that, that by the way you don't get carolyn bites either <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing nothing will be around you nothing <laughs> you know what i might because i've tried every single thing you might have to send me that anyway and i might be willing to risk it i'm serious so, so i have a raised bed garden that's just like a couple of uh, feet off the ground and there's bushes on <laughs> this is too much information and there's bushes behind it right on both sides but because i'm trimming all the herbs and the cucumber and the blah 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 i swear to you i bend down and invariably i have three or four mosquito bites on my butt and i do put the spray everywhere and they bite through my clothes yes. and they bite through the mosquito stuff and the stuff like i might have a long shirt over my long gardening pants uh, with the mosquito repellent on top and those mosquitoes go through the shirt through the thick gardening pants bite my butt i'm gonna let it go with that <laughs> i'm just saying it's the stupidest thing to talk about when <clears throat> the world is sometimes falling apart and we're trying to keep our shit together but i just wanted to say that sometimes sometimes you get bit on the ass by life <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Well, you know, the, the insidious part is, you know, we used to joke about when I was growing up that there are male mosquitoes and female mosquitoes. Oh. And, and it's the female mosquito that bites. Uh -huh. And it's the male mosquito that makes noise. Oh. So when you hear nothing. <laughs> it's the female. 
that's when you're going to get bit. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It was just a little joke we had growing up. <laughs> you know, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I don't notice the bite when they're biting. You notice it like a day or two later. Oh, no, mine's almost immediately. And I wow. swell and I swell like so I have I, almost an allergic reaction. to. Them. I will then pass on my wonderful uh, home remedy, homeopathic, witch woman wisdom to you that my uh, son actually passed on to us. Okay. Uh, it's uh, vinegar, right? The apple uh -huh. cider, apple cider vinegar. Yes. Works wonderfully. Stings the hell out of it, but it just it sucks. Oh, you mean it. you mean put it on afterwards? Yeah, it's like you put yes. it on after you've been bit, and it takes the pain away. Yes, yes. I will tell you on a nice note, and I'm having you know my father, my father's death anniversary passed a little while ago, so this is going to be a funny joke memory of my father. So my father was a minister. Um, I'm no longer married to the man that I'm talking about, but at my wedding, when my dad married me, he looked at my husband to be, and he said, I imagine you feel like a mosquito in a nudist colony. Oh my Not goodness. sure, not sure where to begin, but sure glad you're there. <laughs> wow. Thank you, dad. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Dad, for sharing this very strange joke yeah. um, at my wedding. <laughs> well, you know what? Given everything we've heard about your dad, it, it kind of fits right in, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does. Um, I want to pass on something of a somber note to everybody um, oh. just to, and just say that our thoughts are with uh, uh, a featured guest we've had on the show, James Wanless. And oh. for those of you, I have not uh, actually said anything. This happened a while ago, and I've not said anything. Uh, because I wanted to wait and see how things progressed. But unfortunately, uh, James was viciously attacked outside his apartment in Los Angeles. Oh, no. And wound up fracturing. They wound, they, whoever it was, if not more, uh, seriously beat him, uh, wound up fracturing his neck. And oh. I think he had a, a collapsed lung, et cetera. He has been on a ventilator in uh, intensive care for quite some time no. as i understand it right now he's gone through numerous surgeries for the fractures in his neck uh i believe the ventilator is now yeah. out but the challenge here is that um nobody has direct contact with the hospitals because we're not family you're not family they can't and give so, you information yeah and so kind of some of it is coming piecemeal from uh james's brother but okay. i wanted to do a shout out to him he is he is supposedly progressing better oh, um, he's just so. a wonderful man yes uh, and there's nothing anybody any of our listeners need to do uh i do believe uh at one point somebody put together a gofundme for some medical expenses for him i'm not sure oh. if that still exists but i did want to give him a shout out and to let our listeners know that he mm -hmm. is slowly and i mean from what i understand very slowly recovering uh mm -hmm. from this just completely senseless act of violence that nobody i guess will ever solve because uh this is the second time by the way uh the, the, second that that well not for him um this okay. is the second time that supposedly a homeless person has attacked somebody and that's who they believe this was it was a uh just a a, a random homeless attack outside oh. his apartment rather than a targeted attack i guess rather than targeted okay. um and you know, while I was in Hollywood, there is a, and I'm gonna not going to use uh, names or locations, but while I was in Hollywood, another magician owns a restaurant, and it was all on the news out here. 
but apparently a homeless uh, transient individual uh, caught on film walked into the next door restaurant and there's an opening between the two restaurants so you can look from one to the other walked in and it's called cold cocky and i'm not using bad language literally right. on video you see him walk up behind a customer and just cold cock him and wow. knock, knock. and then he wound up stealing his phone etc cetera, etc cetera, and then running out of the restaurant thankfully the other restaurant owner the member of the magic castle saw this chased him caught him held him down in the street and there was a huge brawl that took place out there until uh, Los Angeles Police Department showed up and took this individual into custody. And, you know, we can, we can be as compassionate, I guess, as the next guy, you and me, Michelle. I have so little tolerance when people do this kind of crime towards somebody. And, yeah, violent you know, crime. And, of yeah. course, the, the joke became, which is unfortunate, that the restaurant owner who tackled the, the homeless attacker mm, mm all caught on video. Everything is on video. I um, mean, mm. you see it, it will probably be sued by the homeless individual for the injuries mm. he sustained. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I don't know that to be true, but what, what a, what a situation. And I applaud the people like this good Samaritan who mm. go out and, and intervene in these types of situations. I'm not suggesting anybody put themselves in harm's way, but right. you know, enough is enough already. Wow, I am a little thrown off. I have to admit, Scott, I'm not quite sure how we're going to talk about enjoying well, I, the journey. But, and I brought this up because I will tell you, if you remember back to um, our conversation with James, yeah, this is why I brought it up now. Okay, was his view on life? Now, yes. I'm, I'm not talking about him like he's dead. It, Right, James right. himself would tell you, you remember he and I had this conversation about our dogs and okay. how opportunistic they are and how to take every bit of morsel and enjoy it. I think James will be the first one to tell you, you take this and flip it around and find the good in it. Find the joy in the fact yeah. that you are not hospitalized, you are healthy and um, able to enjoy the journey. Is yeah, that what I mean, you're saying? Well, it, it's not only that, it's... You know, James and I have chatted before, and we certainly did it on the show about finding the symbolism, the meaning, the the what, why is this happening? Even though you may not know, right? I'm not mm. the, I, you know, I don't know. Think any of us uh, pretend to speak for the all that is, or for God, or for the universe, or for Gaia. We don't, nobody is suggesting that. Mm. What we're saying though is that I believe everything happens for a reason, mm. and. I think it ties right in with our show today. So if you want to use that as a transition into it. Mm, okay. Um, we uh, I'll let you lead. I'm still well, in a little I, bit I, of shock. Well, <laughs> I, 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 will tell, I will tell you why this topic came up for me and why, okay. why it's so ties in with, with James's situation. Mm. Um, it's because I read a story of two little kids. They were on their way to Disneyland with the family. And as they're sitting in the car, the, the first brother, the two brothers, uh, the first brother kept saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? When are we going to be there? How long is it going to be? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we going to be there? Are we there yet? Right. We've all heard it. We've as parents. Oh we've yeah. We've probably done it. Well, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. I, and I, I'll be the first to admit I'm that kid. The one I'm, are we there yet kid? Right. Yeah. Okay. Because, and okay. I've said this before about my writing. I enjoy having written. I don't necessarily uh, enjoy the writing. Uh, uh, I love traveling 
Uh-huh. Once I'm done traveling. Once you're there. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I get this kid. Are we there okay. yet? Let's just, you know, take out the journey. Brother number two is sitting in the car and he's playing those games that you play with the car next to you. I don't know yeah. about the rest of you, but as a kid, I don't think you can do this anymore. But as a kid, whenever a truck would be around us, we used to to take our fist and, and pull and it down pull, like, like and to pull, get them to honk. And then they'd honk their horns, right? Uh-huh. And or you would play the you'd get ice. somebody to wave at you. Or... Yeah, or or even in the car, you know, with mom or dad, you play the I spy game. I'm you know, I spy with I my spy little eyes something that's blue, or I spy something that, or you play the the license plate game. Uh-huh. So yep. brother number one, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Brother mm-hmm. number two, also going to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. They're both going the same place, mm-hmm. waving, getting their trucks to honk, da blah, blah. blah. <laughs> they both go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. They both get into the theme park. They mm-hmm. both have the same experience and have fun. Mm-hmm. They get back in the car. They're on their way home. Brother mm-hmm. number one. Are we home yet? Are we yeah, home I'm yet? Home. When are we going to be there? When are we going to be there? And brother number two is playing around. And that got me to thinking, which one of them actually had more fun? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's why, you know, I, t- I tie this in because I will tell you, I'm, I'm speaking for James now. And with all due respect, I think he would tell you there's something in in his experience right now as well. I'll bet he comes out of this with a whole new spiritual awakening. Probably, probably, Um, yeah. And so, you know, the question that I have for everybody today is how often, and I'm a prime offender, how often are we going through life very Mm -hmm, mm goal-oriented and forgetting that it's also the journey that matters Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the journey i I don't know about everybody else you know when i go on a speaking gig or a performance gig we've talked about this i joke that people are paying me to travel i show up for a show and it's you know 45 minutes right right i i spend four hours getting there and right 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 you know I, lately, I've had some clients that have been with me in their premarital, getting married, newly married process, right? And I have been reacquainted with the stress of <laughs> hosting a wedding and why so many people might, you know, love or prefer to elope, right? It's, you know, you got the the two parents on both sides, if they're around, you know, and all their needs and all their family needs and all their values competing against it, blah, 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 blah. And um, I don't know who advised this to me way back in my early twenties before I got married, but it's, it's stuck and it worked for me. And it's something that I do with my clients that are about to get married. And that is, I will talk to them about there's so much that happens to you the day of your wedding. I want you to notice the beautiful details. I want you to look for it. So I want you to notice how nice the flowers or the decorations are on the pews and what your shoes looked like that day and the twinkle in each other's eye and the smile when people greet you. And I want you to notice all the delicious little beautiful details that you'll you'll forget because so much information is coming at you that's what I love about people getting it videotaped and and photographed is that it helps you 
come back and savor the moment and savor, you know, I know that's just one day in the life of, of the couples that I'm working with, or those of us out there who are married, but there's a lot of beauty and time and effort that went into that day. And I think, I think we could do that more often with even less fanfare types of days in our life. Just notice the beauty in your day and savor it. Well, you know, let's take that thought and go a little deeper. And this is where I love your perspective coming into the show. You know, it's great that you say that. It's great that I say, hey, let's enjoy the journey, right? Uh Um, I'm intellectualizing it because part, part of Scott has always, for as long as I remember, had that core belief that I'm running out of time. Ah, okay. And I wonder how many of our listeners, and I imagine a lot of them, have that same feeling, right? It's that Mm. urgency, that immediacy. I Mm. need to do this, which hence, just Mm -hmm. get me where I need to go. I don't want to, I don't want to concentrate on connecting dots. Um, When I was a kid, uh, and I'm not suggesting this is the right way to do things, but uh, in my math classes, right? There were formulas that you would go through and you had to show your work, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to show the journey. I never showed my work. I just did the answer. (laughs) And I don't know if I, it was like, I intuitively, we've talked about this. My brain doesn't think quite the same way as everybody else. (laughs) And I would just put the answer down and the teacher was constantly on me. Uh Scott, it's the right answer, but I don't know if you just guessed, you need to show your work. And my response would be, but I guess right all of these. <laughs> so there's a pattern uh, here, right? I'm not guessing. I'm not yeah. guessing. It's just that I'm not taking the time in my own head to yeah. show the work. He said, well, that's what you need to do. It was painful for me. Yeah. I literally slow down. Yeah. And it was actually harder for me to show the work than get the right answer. Huh. And I noticed that as a theme in my life. Um, and I wonder how would you as a therapist take someone like me who says, Michelle, I'm running out of time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I get enjoy the journey, but it's more important for me. I'm prioritizing now mm-hmm. to get to Disneyland and enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, you know, now that I have this story, I might say, which one has more fun. <laughs> um, but yeah. what would I do? how much time we have is so relative that I think I want to dive into where did this fear of running out of time come from? And is it really real? You know, like borrow from you, is it really real that we're running out of time? Like, aren't you here for the journey that you're supposed to be here for? You know, this is not my skeptic side, but knowing your spiritual path, like you have a lot of spirituality. So for a client that has a lot of destination and spirituality belief system, aren't you here for the time that you are here? And does it serve you to be constantly rushing and not enjoying the moment? It's a, great, it's, a, it's a great question because, and I can't answer it. Uh, yeah, I've, done a lot of self, I've done a lot of self-discovery myself, particularly hearing the story of the two brothers, yeah. because I so immediately identified right. with the, the, the first kid, um, right. you know, and my wife and I, I've, I've 
I do lots of personality tests. You'd hate living with me, folks. Um, and you certainly don't want to be in my head, but I come across these things. And, you know, one of the, my favorite personality tests, I use this with other folks as well, with clients once I read it was, you know, you get two choices. Here are the two choices. You can go on vacation and have right. the, the most mind-blowing, amazing, all bets are off. You're not going to be held accountable. You want it. Whatever it is, is given to you. Imagine right. Fan right. Fantasy Island. You get it all. Right. However, you will not remember any of it after you've left. Uh, or, or you can go on vacation. Uh -huh. And it's eh. It's meh. But you'll remember <laughs> all of it when you come back. Hmm. which one do you choose? Well, that's a really good question. Both suck. <laughs> oh, see, I so disagree with you. <clears throat> because, and, and, this, and this will help in the discussion of enjoying the journey. I, I, memories mean so much to me. Me too. <clears throat> including the ones I make up. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can make up a story. Uh-huh. So I can go on a vacation. And I guarantee it'll be the best freaking story of that vacation you'll ever hear. That's the creative <laughs> side of me. And yeah, it actually, it. it tickles me pink to think about the challenge of go on a meh vacation. Meh vacation and, and make it magical. And, and make meaning out of it. Uh-huh. Versus I go on a vacation and I might have the time of my life, but if I can't remember it. Yeah. What, what meaning point? can you make? What's the point? <clears throat> well, I, I heard a financial investor guru give a talk once. I can't remember his name or I would quote him, but he was saying lots of people have opinions about how you wisely use your money or you waste your money. But what it really comes down to is, are you spending money connected with your values? So if for you, what you value is efficiency and time saving, are you spending money to save time? right? Or if you really value experiences and enjoying the moment, are you spending money on experiences? Um, you know, so just getting to know your values. And I think this enjoying the journey is a value issue. Exactly. In that, yeah. In that, like we can find joy, funny stories, beauty, whatever, like what's your goal when you are, I don't know, going on a trip or you are taking a car ride or you're going, you know, is it, is it fun? Is it peace? Is it love? Can you set an intention? Can you look for that evidence in even strangers, like watching strangers greet each other at the airport is one of the most beautiful things that like, they're, they're not strangers to each other. They're, they're strangers to me and right. I'm watching them reunite. Like the number of times I've seen a military family get reunited um, because I, I live near a, near a base. Right. And just watching that family come together in tears. It's like, you know, there's, Oh, there's love all around me. Even if it's not for me today, or if I'm not being greeted, it's all around me. And that's the savoring of the journey piece that, is really important for my well-being. Well, you bring up an interesting and very valuable point because the, the reason, again, that I wanted to do this show is I am reevaluating myself. I constantly go through this rewiring, revamping, let me die tonight and I'll <laughs> wake up a new person in the morning thing. Um, and, and I've gotten to the point where the are we there yet kid yeah. 
doesn't have a lot of fun getting there. Yeah. It's a control thing. It's a safety thing. Uh-huh. But it's like you said efficiency. I, I could tell you what, I'm an efficiency aficionado. Yes, you and, are. And I can make it happen. But if I take the different perspective of what if I started valuing my relevance, success, whatever word we want to use, my, mm-hmm. my X factor in the world, mm-hmm. by how much happiness I have in it, mm-hmm. rather than how much I have done, accumulated the legacy I've built, et cetera, et cetera, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the shit. Yes. Um, you know, the show, it's, I, I love that it's keeping your shit together. Believe me, I can talk to you about collecting shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> you you know, the, the, the accolades, right? When I was a new lawyer, oh my God, the ego wall that I had. Uh, Certificates and diplomas and awards uh, and all over the world. And I, I wouldn't even think about putting them up today. So I've, no. I've gradually transitioned. Oh, look and, at you. <laughs> and so one of the things that I'm, that I'm doing that I invite the readers to do is to start asking what if everything that you're experiencing i'm not asking you not to have urgency and i'm not you know or be impulsive i'm not suggesting any of that what if whatever it is you're doing impulsive or not or planned Uh or or planned premeditated even um Uh is done out of how much happiness can i get at any given moment yeah and you start hoarding collecting happiness right happiness Mm -hmm. Um, with the understanding that happiness is something you do, hence the journey, Mm -hmm. something you do, not something you feel. Right, right, right. So how much happiness can you do? And I think you you really hit on it. It took me a long time to get there, Michelle. And, (laughs) you know, it's the gratitude that you're that you're expressing. Yeah, you're you're seeing the love around you, you're seeing the affection, the compassion, and being being Mm -hmm. grateful that that's in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, it's strange. I'm thinking I'm hearkening back to when, so my second career was a therapist, but I started it in my late twenties. So I was still really young, you know, I, depending on how old the listener is right now, I was still pretty young. Um, and I was going to school with all kinds of ages of people, people younger than me, my oldest classmate was 72 years old and just said, I've got to get this degree because it's an agreement that I wanted to do for myself before I die. It was like a bucket list thing. Right. And then I had another classmate who just was gung ho. I got to network with everybody. I get, get my practice up. I got to get like, they were just, she, this was a person that had transitioned from sales and marketing into being a therapist and you could feel it. You could feel the intensity of I've got to build this practice And I remember feeling so overwhelmed at the time. I didn't like networking. I was going through some challenging changes in my life. I was working full-time, going to school full-time, internship part-time. I had like no pride, no time. And this idea that I was not doing enough, I was not doing enough with all that and little sleep and blah, blah, blah. I was not doing enough. And I thought, this is crazy. I'm not going to buy into this crap that I'm not doing enough. I have statistically, hopefully, potentially enough time in my life that if I just keep being an ethical provider 
and really caring about what I do for a living and pouring my passion into it, that sooner or later, I will have a successful career that affords me the life that I want. You know, it's, it's not you know, social, you'd never go into social services expecting you're going to have a fancy life, but I have a very nice, comfortable, peaceful life. And it's not the rock and roll lifestyle that I used to have in my thirties where I'd work all day and go out, party all night, get four or five hours of sleep, get up and work again. And go. I mean, it just is not the same kind of goal, but yeah. It, how did we, how, so did we do, nice. how did we, how did we do that, Michelle? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was working on I two to three hours. hours. Yeah. Well, we talked about that in another, we show. talked about that on another show, but literally it was this moment of, I'm not going to buy into whatever this yeah. propaganda is that I'm not doing enough. Like I, if I don't take time for me to savor where I am in the littlest ways possible, I'm going to be no good to my clients. So I will you, have no meaning of life. You you bring up a very important point, I think, for our listeners. Um, just yesterday, I was doing a, a live presentation with oh. some elect, elected officials, public servants, and I suggested to them something very radical. Ah. Oh. Uh, and it ties right in, I think, with what you were just talking about. So how about this world? I'll, I'll put a challenge out to the world. What if we stop judging and criticizing and viewing life based on outcomes? Yes. And instead view, compare, contrast, and vet life based on whether a good decision was made or not. Yeah. Because, you know, you can make the best decision in the world and it can yeah. still go to, to, to pot. It can still it can. go sideways. Sure. And you have no control over some of that stuff, right? Yeah. You go to you go to Disneyland, and right, you're one of yeah. the brothers. You go to Disneyland. You have no control over what rides are going to be are open not or closed. not because you show exactly. You know what I'm talking about. For I those do. of you, for those of you who've never been to Disneyland, one of the things you would do at the ticket booth is you immediately look up to the top right, and there'd be a sign that would say the attractions closed today are, yes, and yes. damned if it wasn't the Jungle Cruise or right. the, you know the. the, the Haunted Mammoth Mansion, <laughs> whatever, whatever you wanted to go on, one of them's up there. Uh -huh. You have no control over that. Nope. Does that mean it was a bad decision to go to Disneyland? Absolutely not. No. Um, and so I invite everybody uh, just for the sake of their own sanity to take a look at the journey and the destination. Yeah. And what if we stop judging life based on how many destinations we hit? Yeah. And instead on the experience of, are you putting yourself out there? Are you doing things that are delightful? Are you doing things that serve yeah. you well? Are you doing things that further whatever the, the, the clear vision or dream is for you? Right, right, right. And, and like, so we all have different values, right? So some people really value sports and leisure and others it's learning and education and others it's, I, I don't know, for me, it's beauty. So if I can look around on any given day and find something beautiful, I get to enjoy my life more. I get to enjoy the journey. And I could be in the middle of the, I was doing my taxes. <laughs> I hate doing my taxes. <laughs> Try to get me joy in doing my taxes and I'm out. But 
there was a little gecko outside my office window that likes to visit me. He likes to do little push-ups and put his little orange chest out thing. And like, I think he's like trying to say hello. And, and then there was these squirrels. Oh, yeah, I, I need to interrupt you. I need to interrupt you before we go to the squirrels. Okay, what's up? My wife used to raise bearded dragons. Oh, wow. We used to she raise them. Life's so interesting. Well, uh, uh, you want to find interesting when the bearded dragon is doing what you call push-ups yeah i'm just warning you are, are they masturbating what are they doing no but they're sexually attracted to you well that's what i figured <laughs> i really thought this little gecko he th- he's like look at that woman in there i really like her let me flex my muscles for her. there you go so yeah he's showing off to you and then there were these squirrels like spinning, chasing each other, playing, spinning around this tree that's in the front yard. I'm like, well, isn't it nice that even if I have to do my taxes all weekend long, that I have a beautiful window that's an opening to nature that can bring me a little bit of joy. And, and so that's my value system. My value is beauty and nature and art and that kind of thing. And, and- so that's find your value. Yeah. And I'm going to piggyback on something we talked about in uh, a prior session. I think it was two sessions ago. I talked to you guys about Jessica Zweig, Z-W-E-I-G, and this wonderful thing out of her book, B, that is at the very end. I always love these books where it's like, the book is great, but you guys need to read the appendix because it's even better. The end. And at the very end, she's got this little abundance appreciation technique that I have continued to use. And I urge everybody else to do it. And it's exactly what Michelle's talking about. And it's simply saying, I have, in this case, abundance. I have abundance in my life because I get to sit at the table and watch the squirrels play. I have abundance in my life because I get to sit there and watch the gecko flirt with me. I get to, (laughs) right. I have abundance in my life because we get to do this podcast. I have, and if you do that enough, you suddenly mm-hmm. realize it is the journey mm-hmm. that's it giving is. you the abundance. Mm-hmm. And even when I think back to what you said about James, um, James has affected and caused so many people uh, to understand themselves better and grow and feel loved by him that he has a lot of people hearing this news that have him on their thoughts and have him in their heart. And that love is abundance. And I hope helps him find a speedy recovery for what he's gone through. And by the way, just, I I was looking it up while we were on here. Um, As a matter of fact, there is a GoFundMe to help him uh, with medical bills and recovery. And it's on GoFundMe. Just look up his name, James, J-A-M-E-S, Wanless, W-A-N-L-E-S-S. And uh, he obviously didn't put it together. It was put together by some friends of his. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's still going through mm-hmm. his thing. And if anybody's interested and you want to go through and listen, uh, it was episode six that he was on with us. So uh, and early. Can, you, and, and yeah, very early. <laughs> and you'll, and, but he was one of our early supporters too. And, and yeah. you'll hear his view on life. And I think it would tie right in with this show. Mm-hmm. It that would. it's like, guys, it's the journey that matters. Um, yeah. And one of the things that he and I've talked about, and you've heard me folks talk about is, you know, the, in the construct of fortune telling, uh, James has always said, it's not fortune telling, it's fortune creation. Mm. 
And or are you creating your fortune? Exactly. And so it's the journey yeah. uh, that, that you go through, not the ultimate end. Now, I'm going to add one thing here, because uh, as a therapist, you'll appreciate, and I think I've said this on <laughs> other shows before, uh, I remember telling a counselor, therapist, friend of mine, I'm running out of time. That's just, I've got this, uh, always been Fear, there, uh -huh. always been there from the, my, it's one of my earliest memories. Wow. I've got to get stuff done. Wow. And it probably accounts, by the way, for me doing a lot of stuff. You did a lot of stuff. Yep. Still are. Yeah. <laughs> You're creating and, and, stuff all and, the time, Scott. And her response, her response was brilliant and beautiful. Mm. I said, I'm running out of time. I have this overwhelming feeling that I'm just running out of time. And she said to me, Scott, you are, and you will. Now what? And I was like, well, number one, damn it, don't validate what I just said. And number two, you just made it worse. I'm going to run out of time. And then I took a step back and realized she's absolutely right for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, it's <laughs> not many of us are immortals. And, <laughs> and as a result of that, you do run out of time. And so uh, mm -hmm. I, I happen to have a fundamental belief that you go through life, chew it up, spit it out, take as much of it as you can, um, enjoy as much of it as you can, appreciate it as much as you can. And mm -hmm. so that by the time, you know, this is the old story, you slide into home base, it's like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. That's uh -huh. what you want. Uh-huh. Um, rather than continuing to put off the experiences or put off the journey. Um, and so I'm putting myself out there now more. Um, and I Great. will tell you, <clears throat> um, it has been a running joke in my family that Scott's version of hell uh -huh. is to be stuck on a deserted island, uh -huh. with palm trees, the ocean, the wind <laughs> blowing, the seagulls. <laughs> with no connectivity and nothing to do ex <laughs> oh. except relax on the beach and do nothing. Oh. That's my idea, right? Uh, of hell. And I will tell you this next week, this is why the show is recorded today. Uh -huh. I am bound determined. I am going to go do nothing. Wow. Not, not, not all the time. That but, is but, impressive. So we'll, I'm going to enjoy the journey. I love it. I love it. I, I had a, a colleague of mine, Mr. Galen Gobin. I think he, he's such an amazing man. He shared with us in our Southern California bereavement specialist group this week, a quote that fits perfectly. And it's um, from Merton. I don't Thomas Merton. And it says, some of us need to discover that we will not begin to live more fully until we have the courage to do and see and taste and experience much less than usual. And for go. a man who has let himself be drawn completely out of himself by his activity, nothing is more difficult to sit still and rest and do nothing at all. The very act of resting is the hardest and most courageous act he can perform. Wow. Phenomenal. Quote. Yeah. Never heard that before. Yeah. Um, 
We were talking about the humility of when we're faced with something like a death in the family or a physical injury or an illness and we wreck it or aging. And we recognize that we are not as productive as we used to be. And we go through an identity crisis. You know, how can we reset that humility into an enjoying the journey moment? And so I I had no idea I was going to share that today, but I it's wonderful that that you you did courageously face this and enjoy the moment. So Scott is also notorious for overpacking. Because <laughs> you need everything. I need everything. And I will <laughs> tell you, I have also dedicated myself that instead of the big gigantic suitcase that I take, yes, I have cut back to a carry-on. Oh, so and proud of I'm you. still going to check it, but it's it's I am literally taking half of what I ordinarily would have rather than saying in order to be creative, I need to have this and I need to have that. And oh, I got to have seven decks of cards and I've got to have, <laughs> right? What if I do yes. a magic? What if I do a magic show over there? I got to have this. And what if I do this? And what if I decide I'm going to finish my book? And what if I'm going to do? And it's like, just stop, Scott. Just stop, Scott. Go yeah, enjoy, enjoy the freaking journey. journey. So I'll, I'll, have, I'll have something to share with everybody when we get back. I love it. Well, on that note, I hope those of you out there will find a way to savor your gratitude, savor your compliments, savor the journey. Um, Next week. So you've got us recorded today. Um, Next week, uh, we will be recorded again because I'll be traveling and enjoying the journey back. As and Michelle will too. And and Michelle. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's right. You will be. Um, And we're going to do a show called You Learn to Talk All Wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you'll be surprised at where we're going to go with this show. So thank you for joining us on that. As always, please like, share, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, make sure that you share the, uh, a link of the show with your friends and loved ones. And thank you for being with us today. Bye-bye. Bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.